0: Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. Hello, I am back with a third season and wow, so much has changed since season two. Mainly in that I've been on my own journey through pregnancy and have joined this crazy, incredible club of motherhoods. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Pip, a practicing NHS midwife and enthusiast of all things women's wellness. I have a somewhat relentless passion for ensuring women are empowered with real, honest and reliable information and support throughout their pregnancy. Because my goodness, pregnancy is such a powerful time in a woman's life that is often miraculous and challenging in equal measures. Over the upcoming weekly episodes, I am joined by many leading experts to bring you the evidence-based information and top tips to navigating your pregnancy and motherhood journey that you need to hear. Needless to say, I had my notebook at hand when recording this season, and I would recommend the same for you too. I hope you're ready for the giggles, knowledge bombs, and empowering chats to commence. But before I get quizzing our guests on this season, I have some questions for you. Have you found yourself with unanswered pregnancy questions? Have you been guilty of trying to navigate the rabbit warren of inaccurate information on the internet? Do you feel that extra support and guidance would be useful to you? If you answered yes to any of these, then fear not. My exclusive Your Pregnancy Journey course is for you. Spaces are limited, so if expert guidance through each stage of your pregnancy and birth preparation and a community support group with 24 access to asking questions, sounds like it's for you? then head over to com now to check it out. And I look forward to getting to know you better and ensuring your pregnancy journey is the most empowering and positive it can be. You'll also find information all about my antenatal course options on my website. And any questions about choosing the right course for you, then please get in touch via the contact page And i'll be there to help you navigate the right choice the fourth trimester and motherhood encompass such huge changes in a woman's life yet we hardly spend any time planning for some of its challenges exercising in the postpartum has a whole heap of physical and psychological benefits but the realities of this with a new baby can be a challenge feeding your baby navigating life as a new parent sleep deprivation a recovering body, good old mum guilt and a lack of routine all start to creep in. But what can we do and how can we negotiate all of this and what should exercise look like post-birth? On this week's episode, I am delighted to be joined by pre and postnatal exercise expert and founder of Bumps and Burpees, Charlie Barker. Charlie is the founder of Bumps and Burpees, the go-to community for new and expectant mums who want to stay strong, healthy and happy throughout their pregnancies and into motherhood. As a qualified pre- and postnatal exercise specialist, Charlie is passionate about educated and empowering women at a time in their lives where things can feel daunting and living and breathing it all herself now has only made her desire to help others deeper. The links to Charlie's Instagram page and website are linked in the episode description for pre- and postnatal exercise inspiration. We must also mention that Charlie is an author, having released her brilliant book, which you can also check out in the description. But of course, this year, Charlie has also become a mum to her gorgeous little boy, Alfie. And so I'm all ears today as Charlie shares some of the realities of exercising with a new baby. The challenges and her tips to managing this time. So welcome, Charlie, and thank you so much for joining me this evening.
1: Oh, no, it's so lovely to be on. And it's so exciting that you're going to be going through this journey yourself.
0: I know. So now I'm totally picking your brains.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah.
0: I'm just like going to be like a sponge, just sho- soaking up all of your tips. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And do you know what? I'm, I can give as many tips as I as I can um but you'll also be learning stuff on the way that you think why did no one tell me this there's just always (laughs) things that creep up that you think I've never heard of that before or you know it's you know I read lots of books I did all my courses I worked with other mums I thought I was I'd got it down you know I thought oh I'm ready for this (laughs) and then you do it yourself and it's like you're just starting from scratch again so I think you can never be too prepared um but equally you're never prepared enough.
0: <laughs> no, we're all just winging it in reality.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's good to take tips from everybody if you can, but also don't be shocked if things come out of the blue. Yeah, You've read every book under the sun.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. So, Charlie, you came on our second season to discuss exercise in pregnancy, which was amazing because I was secretly kind of right at the beginning of my pregnancy journey, and I'm so happy to have you back on to kind of discuss the next chapter, really, um, which has very conveniently timed and really well for me this time as well so thank you yeah you're welcome I just have to keep bringing you back for different things (laughs) (laughs) I'm all for it Brilliant. So, first of all, Charlie, I have to pick your professional brain. Um, and what really should exercise look like in the kind of immediate postpartum? Because I think sometimes we see perhaps in the media, um, on telly, glossy magazines, some really unhelpful, unrealistic kind of expectations. So, how can we actually navigate the kind of early postpartum and moving our bodies?
1: Well, that's really interesting because you might have seen today on um, social media, I had a, I wouldn't call it a rant, but heading in that direction about um, how I get messaged almost every single day from women who say, I'm feeling great after having a baby. Um, I've only had my baby two weeks ago. Can I get back to lifting? I feel great. And there's part of me that is obviously so thrilled that they're feeling great. But what they need to remember is that their arms and legs might be feeling great and their you know mind might be feeling great which is amazing but you can't forget what your your body has just been through and not only in the birth and the labor and you know the last couple of weeks of pregnancy where you really feel it but actually the whole build up you you know i think we forget that not only does your baby get heavier in there you're growing a placenta a whole massive organ that we forget is also quite heavy or this fluid basically your body is adapting so much to make sure that that can all happen um and then you give it two weeks and you want to go back to lifting heavy weights it's not it's not the way to do things so I think we have to remember that we need to respect our body and what it's been through so for me I really listened to my own advice which is quite difficult to do (laughs) but I really really did so after I had Alfie he was a week overdue so I was losing my mind by the end Um, and I thought I can't wait to get back to exercise. I can't wait to not be have this bump anymore. Um, I thought I'd be really raring to go, but when he was born, obviously I was going to take off six weeks of exercise and you know really rest and everything. Those six weeks went by in a blink of an eye. Honestly, they just blurred into one day. It felt like, Um, and I didn't even think about. Oh, I really wish I could exercise now. Honestly, I was so happy that I was you know, walking a bit. So that's what I would say. The postnatal exercise should be at the beginning, honestly, just rest. So the first couple of days, your body is going to feel really odd. It doesn't feel like your body necessarily. And you've got to get used to suddenly things feeling different. My words of advice here are that bit doesn't last that long. So I was texting my friend who is a physio. Oh my God, I think everything's going to fall out of me. It doesn't feel secure. I've got a prolapse. I've got this, that, and the other. And I think you just have to just sit with that for a few days because your body does a whole amount of natural healing in just a couple of days. And then you're feeling okay to be walking around. And that's when you should start to listen to your body and if you want to go on a little walk then go on a walk but make sure you don't set out to do you know 10k or something you're going to go around the block you're going to pop to the shop to get some milk or something like that see how your body feels see how it feels after and gradually build that up and you may think that walking it doesn't count as exercise you know you might think that's not like a workout but at this stage you're not looking to be doing workouts in vertical commas you're looking to move to get your blood flowing around you know you've got your postpartum bleeding that's going to be however many weeks it will be for you but if you sit there all day and don't move at all um what women often find is that um, the blood will clot and it's not moving around enough and some women pass quite big clots after that and i think i've learned recently through a midwife that actually you do have to move a little bit so resting is great but sitting on the sofa all day without moving at all is not ideal so slowly does it but see how you feel Um, and then you can start doing your pelvic floor exercises so just your breathing exercises Immediately after you've had the baby, I would say for me, it didn't feel very comfortable immediately. So, that first day in a hospital, I thought, Oh, I'll try one right now. The sensation was odd. I didn't have that sort of brain to muscle connection that I had before. It felt a bit bruised and sore. So, I left it for probably a week. And then, I just every time I remembered when I was breastfeeding or when I was lying down, I would just do a one pelvic floor lift, and then I'd move on. You know, I, I wouldn't set any expectations. Oh, you must do 10 a day. You must do this, that, and the other. As and when you remember, you can start bringing them back in. And then you get into more of a routine of them. You think, okay, maybe while I'm brushing my teeth, maybe while I'm feeding the first feed of the day or whatever it might be. So all these things you can start to bring in, walking, pelvic floor, breathing exercises to start, when I say engaging your core, I worry because I think women think, oh, great, great, I can do core exercises. (laughs) But what I mean is literally breathing, gently engaging the core and releasing it, literally just that. You can start doing that. You can start doing some stretching, some light stretching. So it will depend how your birth has gone. Have you had a cesarean? Do you have stitches? So light stretching, see how your body feels. If you're feeling any pulling on any stitches and scars, You hold back, do what feels good for you, but it's really nice to move. And I've never felt more tight than I have in that first month after having him. My back was so locked up because I think you sit in such awkward positions holding your baby. And if your baby latches on and you think, Great, he's feeding, you're like, don't move, don't move, don't move. (laughs) Must stay in this really
0: awkward position
1: now for half an hour, just in case. (laughs) And you don't care if your back is aching, you're like, my baby's feeding, and I'm just gonna stay here. So It's really important and I learned it the hard way because I didn't stretch enough. You don't need to be sitting there on the mat stretching for half an hour. You could just do two minutes here and there and, you know, occasionally just whilst you're waiting for the kettle to boil, stand there and do some thoracic twisting, make sure your back is moving, that kind of thing. So I'd say that's what your first six weeks should look like, at least. Some women will not even feel ready at six weeks to go any further and that is completely fine. Others at the six week mark they think right that's it I'm ready but what you shouldn't do is jump from what I just said to right I'm going to go back to CrossFit or I'm going to lift a barbell or you know what I would really really strongly recommend is taking it very easy and I would suggest not even touching a weight to begin with so body weight is plenty and especially if you know you've really taken those six weeks off and you may have taken off some weeks at the end of your pregnancy as well i actually for the last two weeks of my pregnancy i just swam i didn't and i walked i didn't touch any weights because i was just i was just not feeling like it and i wanted to let my body just relax a bit and for me that's what i fancied doing so for me i think it was two months basically by the time my six weeks came around and even if you hadn't had a baby I would tell you if you'd said to me you'd had two months off, I would not tell you to go back and lift some heavy weights. I would tell you to ease back into it. So you're in you're in that position and your body has produced a baby. So body weight, I think, to start with. There's all sorts of programs that you can follow. Um. I'm part of the FIT postnatal plan, which I really recommend. I did that myself, even though I was teaching on it too. It was a bit weird. I had to listen to my own <laughs> classes. Um, but I did 20 minutes that first day and all it involved was some bodyweight squats, some bodyweight lunges, some sit to stand off the sofa. And the next day, my muscles were aching like I just lifted hundred kilos. It was it was so funny because I in my head... I was thinking, oh, this will be easy. I'll just do it. Just warming up my body, see how it goes. And I really felt it the next day, which is good because it means that my muscles are building back up. It's taking time. And I did a couple of sessions with just body weight, building up the number of reps I did and how long it was and those kind of things. Just checking my balance and everything else. And then, then, so it's probably like nine, 10 weeks postpartum did I add in some weights and the weights were light. For me, I built them up. And by this point, I had been working on my pelvic floor. I'd been working on my core. And it was all coming together. But that's, you know, that's almost three months since having a baby. It took me to do weights again. And even then, it still took time to build up to the strength I had before. So in my long waffle of an answer, I would say, don't be afraid to take it slow. Because what you're going to really regret if you don't is going backwards. I've worked with women who have come to me. I've, I didn't know them in their pregnancy, and they've come to me saying, "Oh God, I've got so many issues because I went straight back to running, or I went straight back to weightlifting as soon as I'd had my baby because I felt okay." And then they've got, they've some of them have managed to have, get a hernia, or they've just worsened their pelvic floor strength. And actually, we've had to go right back to the beginning when they could have avoided that if they had ease themselves back in, listen to their body, you know, same as in pregnancy, as I said in the last episode, if your body is telling you that something doesn't feel quite right, that's probably because it isn't quite right, and it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong, but it just means that your body is telling you it needs you to adapt what you're doing, just for now, whilst it gets stronger, and I think you need to keep that mindset you had in your pregnancy of my body needs me to listen, And just because the baby's out now doesn't mean I should punish my body and try and lose all that weight and all these different things. Still, you need to treat it with respect like you did during pregnancy. And it is a bit harder. I have to say it is a bit harder because you you're not holding the baby inside you anymore. So you're not sort of you don't have that protective mode of your body, but we should because you're 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 still an incredible piece of kit that's created a human so I'd say try really hard to have a really good conversation with yourself if you ever get into that head a headspace of feeling angry at your body or anything like that feeling frustrated just remember that really really recently you are feeling very grateful for your body for carrying your baby it's the same body yeah, that's such a good point,
0: actually, Charlie. And I love what you said about um, kind of getting back to things slowly and gradually, because I think we forget how massive birth is, don't we? Like if you had surgery, you wouldn't expect to be back to like a full-on training schedule and regular intense exercise within a couple of weeks. You would very be very accepting of someone saying to you, rest for six weeks. You'd be like, okay, I've got to rest for six weeks because I've had X, Y, Z done to my body. When it comes to childbirth, there's always some sort of tissue damage, you know, whether that is just that the placenta has come away from the lining of your womb, um, you've had a vaginal birth, perhaps you have some stitches or a cesarean section, obviously major major abdominal surgery there. So regardless of how your baby's birthed, there has been some kind of trauma to your body. So it's natural that we're going to need that kind of six-week window that we talk about, or however long, but that time to really scale things back and rest. And I totally echo what you said, we need to be more mindful and a bit more respectful of our
1: postpartum
0: recovery and yeah, I, guess-
1: I, I also think that at the time six weeks feels like a really long time but like I said it goes by so quickly when you look back it's just a tiny snippet of your year you know your life really enjoy it because actually especially if this is your first baby you are never gonna get that time just to sit with your baby ever again because if you have a second you've then got a toddler running around and it's so special. I honestly think that those first six weeks yes we'll get onto it there are some tough times and it's not always just you know amazing and special and you know precious but it's the time that you want to look back and say you enjoyed it and you weren't constantly trying to Put your baby to sleep so you could do something else, and I think just sit in that time and don't make yourself feel bad for not exercising because actually you shouldn't be yet. You should be resting and, and letting your body recover.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And every everybody obviously is completely unique, and every birth journey is unique, and every recovery. Um, is completely yeah. different between women. How is there anything sort of little tests or little trials we can do with our bodies, Charlie, to kind of give us an idea about when it might be ready to sort of scale things up? So moving perhaps into the kind of body weight exercises rather than the walking, or starting to in, in, incorporate some resistance, whether that's bands or weights or whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think. Well, my my biggest piece of advice is to try and see a um, women's health physio after yeah, you. Had I love that um you know it's a luxury because often we have to go private to see a physio because unless you have symptoms the nhs are not going to put you top of their list at all which is fine they have a lot of you know a lot of women to see but so if you do have any symptoms any leaking any pain any discomfort any heaviness feeling down in your pelvic area do flag that because the nhs will see you but it might just take a little bit of time If you can get yourself to see a private women's health physio, uh, it might be the best money you ever spend. Even if they tell you nothing needs doing, you are fine. At least you know. So that, I would say, if possible, should be around the six to eight week mark. So they can just check you personally and tell you what you should be doing. Because there's all very well me giving advice um and I do I do try to give generic advice but everybody is so different as we keep saying and um, I got a, a check by a physio and it was really helpful for me because she checked that I was doing my pelvic floor exercises correctly because you you just won't know that unless somebody's feeling it so she checked that she checked my abdominals she checked everything and she and then she said to me let's try it in this position let's try in this position and she said look actually you are ready to start going into into a bit more weighted exercises and things. And it made me feel very comfortable knowing that rather than guessing, am I ready? Am I not? Having said that, if you do not have the um, capacity or the luxury of seeing a physio, which loads of women won't, so that's fine. There are ways that you can sort of see if you're ready. And that is, to put it simply, to try. So You're not going to injure yourself by doing two squats, two lunges. You know what I mean? So I would say, if you think, I wonder if I can do a squat with a weight now, what I would do is I would try. I wouldn't go, you know, to your heaviest weight you've got, but I would try with a weight, do one or two reps, see how you feel. And then don't push it too hard. Because if you feel good doing that, that's fine. Do a couple more, but then see how you feel that night. Because often... You don't feel any of your symptoms during the exercise. They come later. So don't get excited. It's very hard, but don't get excited and think, oh, I feel great doing squats. I'm going to do 50. Just scale it back, do a couple, see how you are later on. And that's how you test it. And If your body feels a bit funny, then you might think, okay, maybe I'm not ready. And it's the same with running. So the advice is more recently not to get back into running um, until post three months and actually they recommend six months and if you're a runner that might feel absolutely crazy so obviously within that there is some room for negotiation with you and your body Mm -hmm. so I am not a regular runner at all so for me I didn't go running until I was seven months postpartum and I still dip in and out of running I'm you know you run a lot I really really don't but I would say I would recommend at least doing Six to eight weeks of strength training before you run. So that means body weight, build up to strength training, and then you try to start running. But the way you see if you're ready for running, do a few impact exercises at home, some hopping, some skipping, see how you are. You don't need to go out of your house, even just up and down your corridor and if you feel like that feels okay, you've got not got any leaking, you don't feel any dragging sensations or heaviness down in your pelvic area or vagina, you can go on and run around the block, see how that feels, and progress it that way. Don't leave your house and think I'm gonna run a 5k today, because firstly, your fitness level needs time to build back up, <laughs> and secondly, you might just feel really upset with yourself, and it doesn't feel as easy as you used to, you know, it needs some building up time, you know, and I think. No matter how your birth went, the pelvic floor needs help afterwards. And I had a 4 steps delivery, so I really needed to work on my pelvic floor afterwards. And even now, if I have a full bladder, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel comfortable going on a run for very long. I so far, I haven't had any accidents, I haven't had any discomfort, nothing has <laughs> felt bad but I am focusing really hard on making sure my pelvic floor is strong. I empty my bladder before I go just in case. And I think that's me nearly a year postpartum now. And it just shows you that it doesn't mean that you're not going to run or you're going to wee yourself running for the bus, but you do need to take that time to make sure your body is building its strength back up. Like you said, if you'd had any other kind of surgery, you'd be having a physio plan. You'd be, you know, working back up to it. So the way you see if you're ready for something try and mimic the movement at home if it's something like running um, and see how you feel that's the only way you're ever going to know if you give it a go but don't don't be silly don't give it a go one week after birth you know but if you feel like you've done everything leading up to it correctly give it a go and
0: see how you are that's brilliant and I so love that you talked about pelvic health physios there Charlie because Uh, They're just incredible women, aren't they? They just need such a shout out. They're just amazing. And like you say, it's such such a frustration of mine and I'm sure yours as well, but any other type of surgery, you would be discharged with this wonderful physiotherapy follow-up plan. But when it comes to birth, we're like, off you go after a few days, and here's a leaflet. Do your pelvic floor exercises, yeah. and then and we're like, what? We're not even taught how to do them. It's just not good enough. It's rubbish, isn't it? And I hope that eventually we live in a world where that is part of your standard NHS maternity care, but sadly not yet. And like you, I went and saw a um, pelvic health physiotherapist. So I saw someone in pregnancy, and I kind of. I just also needed that reassurance that actually I was okay to keep running throughout my pregnancy and I was doing my pelvic floor exercise correctly and that my pelvic floor was functioning okay. Um, And she said, yes, like all good, fine. And then I automatically, my next run, I just felt more confident because I thought, actually, I know that I'm not damaging my pelvic floor at the moment. Everything sort of is well. I know how I'm doing my exercises. And absolutely, I think as part of your postpartum kind of recovery, if that is something that you can access, or if it's something that, you know, everyone wants to gift new mums, um, yeah. loads, loads of baby grows and things like that. But actually, if you could ask for perhaps a session with the pelvic health physio. I've just that done really that great. for
1: my best friend. I, I thought, I wonder how she's going to accept this gift. Is it going to be like, that's boring. I gave her a session with um, Claire Bourne, who I know you spoke Amazing, me, yeah. Um, A session with her because I think it's so important. I, and she had a cesarean, which she wasn't planning on having. And... I think it's something that she will feel really happy to have. And, you know, you get plenty of other things from other people. Um, I think it's a good gift to get or a voucher or money towards it or something. But actually, it is, you know, it can be expensive. But what I would say is it doesn't need to be that they're going to keep you on their books for months. It could be one-off appointment and and that's it and that's all you need. But like you said, you can see them in pregnancy as well. Um, But if you can, try and get access to one postnatally if possible because we always pin our hopes and dreams on this six-week gp checkup but actually <laughs> there the gps are not really trained in that you might get lucky and get one who is or um just knows enough about what to look for but actually what they're looking for in that gp check is your mental health which is really important as well but they've got 10 minutes to do that and everything else so actually if you ask the GP can I go back to exercise at six weeks they probably will say yes but they don't know whether you mean mountain biking or pilates you know so yeah. don't take their word for it make sure that you listen to your body and that you know ask somebody else who is qualified and exactly that so the six-week checkup is very important for all sorts of things but it isn't very good at physically checking women.
0: Yeah I, to- I totally agree like you say it's a little bit hit and miss, I think, depending on, on who your GP might be. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, but I think possibly part of the reason why women are in this rush to get back to exercise in the postpartum is because of this crazy pressure that we see all over the place to kind of transform your body or those awful phrases bounce back get your body back like as if it went anywhere it's just grown another human why would we want it to go back but, but anyway yeah. um have you been able to kind of block that out of your journey
1: charlie i think yes on the whole i'm very happy with how my mindset has been post baby but of course i'm only human there's days when you you know your body doesn't quite look how it used to or it doesn't feel how it used to And you just, you sort of mourn your old self because your old self could do things without thinking. Whereas it takes some time. Like I'm 11 months postpartum now and I handle heart can say, I feel back to myself now, but it has been a gradual process. So I think at six months, I said that too. And at eight months, I said that too. And it's just been getting better and better and better. But what I think there's two narratives on social media with post-birth Bodies. There's either the love your body, who cares what it looks like now, own your mum bod, these kind of things. You shouldn't want to lose weight. And then there's the other side when are you going to lose the baby weight? How are you going to lose the baby weight? Has your body bounced back? Can you fit in your jeans? And actually, I think we should find somewhere in the middle because there's absolutely no harm in wanting to fit back into your jeans. I mean, what's the point in having a cupboard of all these clothes you're never going to fit into again? But don't pin all of your moods on whether you fit into your jeans because actually it might take some time you know your body will will recover like you said from birth very differently to everyone else's i mean even if you're identical twins you might recover differently so it's hard not to compare but it's so important not to um and i think as long as you're going about it in a healthy way there's absolutely no problem with trying to lose weight after having a baby i think there's you know it's almost like women are now embarrassed to say that they've got a weight related goal I think it's absolutely fine to to have that as a goal as long as you are realistic because as we'll probably get into there's billions of obstacles once you've had a baby you can't go out on two hour runs or go to the gym every single day anymore because you've got a baby and you've not slept very well and you're breastfeeding and your boobs are full with milk and you know there's so many things so I think as long as you've Understands that your goals might take longer to achieve than they used to because you just can't dedicate as much time. Most people, anyway, um then I think you'll be okay. I think what where we fall short is when we think, but "I'm going to lose a stone," or oh, "I want to do, I want to get back to doing pull ups next month," and actually, in a month, we've only fit in five workouts or something, where we used to fit in thirty. So I think if we're realistic. It's a lot easier, but you, oh my gosh, I've, I keep finding videos of myself doing gymnastics or squatting 80 kilos. And I just think, oh, I really miss those days. But actually, comparing yourself to other people is just as bad as comparing yourself to your past self. Because actually, that Charlie hadn't had a baby, that Charlie hadn't been pregnant. So, how can I try and be exactly the same as her? Now, I have to say, at 11 months, I am please where my strength is at I feel very strong and I feel like I can do all the movements I want to now I'm not lifting as heavy as I used to but my goals are different my goal Mm -hmm. is not to be the strongest person ever it's to be strong for me and to make sure that I don't put my back out when I lift Alfie up because he's getting heavy now and to make sure that I feel fit when I'm playing with him in the playground and things like this and obviously I want to fit into my clothes because I like my clothes and I've got clothes that I haven't worn in a long time but recently I put on my social media uh, that I bought some new jeans
0: I saw this and I loved it. I was like, yes,
1: I love that. (laughs) Yeah, and you know what? You wouldn't know unless I told you, right? Because who knows what size jeans anyone's wearing. I bought a new pair of jeans. They were the same pair, the same style, but I bought them the size up. And actually, they fit me so well, but they're a size up from what they were before. But actually, who cares, really? They fit me. And I think we've got to get out of our head this, like, Squeezing into all of our old clothes because I might fit those jeans again one day. Probably not, because they were like my pre wedding jeans. So, probably not. <laughs> but it was really damaging my mental health every time I tried them on. And actually, why don't you just buy a pair of jeans that make you feel good? I'm not saying, you know, we're in this world where fast fashion is so, you know, topical. Don't go out and buy a whole new wardrobe, but just buy yourself a couple of things that make you feel really good especially in the immediate postpartum so I had Alfie in the summer and it was boiling last summer wasn't it yeah scorching yeah I bought myself a couple of dresses that were good for breastfeeding I felt good in them they fit my new massive boobs full of milk and they they sort of didn't cling on to my tummy and things like that and I felt really confident wearing them And that, to me, was something that really helped. And I would recommend anyone else to do that. And even if it's borrowing clothes off someone else who might be a tiny bit bigger than you usually, that might help. Uh, But try not to always squeeze into your old clothes before you're ready, because it's not good for your self-esteem. And it's not nice walking around without being able to breathe properly in the jeans and things like that. It's not good for us. It doesn't make us feel nice. So help yourself to feel good. But I agree with you. There is this chat everywhere about bouncing back. And actually, I even said to my husband this morning, I feel like really happy with my body's at right now. But I did say to him, I do feel like it's a bit more wobbly around my hips and et cetera. But I'm not prepared to sacrifice things To get rid of it, so actually I've made peace with it because I like eating chocolate and I like having a gin and tonic. Whatever you know what I mean? I probably could get rid of it if I was really strict and I didn't enjoy my life as much as I do, but I'm not prepared to do that. So for me, I think I've come to a place of acceptance. Of you know what? I'm really pleased with how my body's recovered after a year but I'm just going to enjoy myself and and keep a good balance. And I'm not going to go on any sort of crazy diets or anything. I'm just going to keep this way of life. I've kind of found my balance now. So I think you've got to have a word with yourself, don't you? And be like, what is a realistic goal for me? And I've got to be happy when I get it, because I think I I was going to say women and men probably too. We're very guilty of getting to our goal and then wanting more and wanting more. And you're never happy. And actually, that's not fun. That's no fun for anyone. Yeah, and then you're constantly dissatisfied. You're constantly not quite happy and
0: always searching for something else rather than actually just sitting back and I guess accepting where you're at, what you achieve, what you can do, like the incredible journey that your your body's been on to create your little family. And also, again, like you said, recognising that your goals are completely different. You know, you're not you're not we don't and we don't really we don't want to be exercising in that immediate postpartum for aesthetic reasons ideally it wants to be that supporting your recovery and then like you say that comes in later on there's nothing wrong with wanting to you know fit in your old old jeans or or looking a certain way and things like that there's nothing wrong with that in a good healthy balance but it should be that number one yeah they
1: come together so if you're working on your goals for strength you're like look I really want to be able to do lunges again or whatever The aesthetic goals come with that, you know, because as you get stronger, you're going to be building up your metabolism again. And, you know, X, Y, and Z all adds up to, you might be losing a bit of body fat, or you might be, you know, gaining some muscle. And so you do get the aesthetic goals, but you're not focused on them. So it does feel nice. But I I just think it doesn't mean that if your goals used to be marathon running, you're not going to run a marathon again, you absolutely can have the same goals as you did before. But you're not the same person as you were before because you've got lots of other things coming into play here. So it doesn't mean that you have to give up on everything that makes you happy. Um, and if running makes you happy if doing cross it makes you happy absolutely you'll get back to that but just just bear in mind that it's not as easy as just like nipping out the house anymore because this little baby rules your life <laughs> <laughs> yeah so funny my husband
0: and I were having a chat the other night saying sort of what our biggest challenges are going to be when our little one arrives and his was sleep deprivation which I'm sure he's probably not alone in and mine was exactly that Charlie not being able to just go right I'm going to go for a run for an hour and a half now. And, and I can just do that on my days off. Yeah. And, and that's fine. And that was, de- that was definitely um, what was going to be my biggest challenge is, is
1: coming to terms with that. Although- I, know, I think it's really good you've spoken about it because when I was pregnant, I said the same to my husband, George. I was saying exercise is really important to me. So I think... I'm going to really struggle if I can't do it. And he's been very good at helping me facilitate it. So what I would say is a good advice is to voice it to your partner or your mum or your dad or whoever you have you've got around you to help. But don't voice it like, I need to go right now for a run. Maybe the night before, say, at some point tomorrow, I'd really like to go for a run. So then he can maybe help figure out the day so that he gives you that time rather than getting yourself all wound up because you haven't been for a run yet you've been trying all day and then it's night time and it's too late I try and say to George like look tomorrow I'm going to try and do a workout and and sometimes it doesn't happen but he at least knows my goal and if he's got a quiet bit in his day or you know he might get up early and help me it does it works really well as a team but the sleep deprivation I think uh is George's biggest struggle too I think weirdly mother (laughs) has this innate power of just lasting on less sleep. I don't know what it is, but I was, at the beginning, I was getting, you know, two hour chunks of sleep at a time. And that, I mean, before you've had a baby, you're like, no way could I live off that. But you just do, you just do and you're fine. And it's bizarre. But I think the men don't have that, that sort of natural power of staying awake and being okay with it so i think it's it's definitely hard don't get me wrong but i think mine was the same issue as you I want to be able to be in control and being able to just go out the house when I want to and it, it does take some practice <laughs> yeah absolutely that's definitely going to be my my thing I think but uh but we'll see we'll
0: have to have another chat in a few months yeah, time, Charlie. time. <laughs> I'll, I'll report back on that one <laughs> now I just wonder what have been So, your kind of we spoke about that being obviously a bit of a, a bit of a challenge or a bit of a struggle something to adapt to what have been your kind of main challenges since having your lovely little Alfie and kind of trying to navigate as you said exercise is part of kind of part of your identity I suppose and your personality Um, and how how have you sort
1: of managed some of these
0: challenges that might have cropped up
1: well I think I never I mean we're going back to the the challenge that I thought was going to be my challenge and it was I never I underestimated how hard it is to find half an hour in your day because it's not only finding the half an hour it's prepping so that that half an hour is a good half an hour so if you're a mum and you're gonna you're gonna do a half an hour workout that sounds like oh of course you can do a half an hour but before that half an hour you need to make sure your baby is fed maybe they're asleep maybe they're awake but you need to put them in the bouncer so they're happy and you've got a toy nearby and that is hard and then by the time the half an hour comes around you've got to quickly find your sports bra or your trainers or whatever it is and I have found that difficult. So getting into a routine. But what I think helped was finding out when it worked best for me and Alfie. So I tried to exercise a lot when he was asleep. But actually, I found that really stressful because he wasn't a very good napper. And I would I would finally get him to sleep. I put the monitor next to me, and then I got into the workout, and then he'd wake up, and then it would be like, oh, now nah, he's feeding. So what I decided to do instead was. The first feed in the morning, he'd have a big feed because he'd had a long stretch of sleep, and then I found that he was really quite happy to just lie there under the baby gym thing, kick around, and that is when I could get my workout done when he was awake. And I think a lot of mums don't realise that that's an option; they think they have to exercise when the baby's asleep or not with them. Mm -hmm. So Alfie, for the first six months of his life, I think before he was on the move, anyway, I would exercise with him watching me and it wasn't always as smooth as it sounds often in between squats I'd be singing old mcdonald had a farm or I'd be picking him up making him giggle so you have to you have to like make it work for you and sometimes you're working out to the noise of nursery rhymes in the background and it's a bit chaos chaotic but for me that's how it worked best and if I left till the evening I'd be too tired Alfie would be too tired George would be too tired to to help me with things so first thing in the morning work for me other people like it when the baby goes to bed in the evening and it's their time and they know that they can exercise so I think for me the relentlessness of motherhood has been tricky so not having a break which I think is only getting more and more tricky um because so he naps well now thank goodness but when he's napping I'm often tidying up his lunch i'm making myself lunch i am replying to emails and then he wakes up again and it's like oh my god oh my god i just wanted to sit down relax for a second so that's i think that's something that you have to learn to get used to and we're used to it now doesn't make it easier but we're used to it and we we know what our day involves but i have found that quite tricky and exercise is my release from him which sounds awful because now he's moving I can't exercise with him in the room very well (laughs) he attaches himself to my leg obstacle yeah that's impossible so ideally I don't do that but now that I know that he sleeps better I can now exercise when he sleeps so it's I think it's rolling with the punches so you might find your groove but then three weeks later he'll change his mind and then you've got to change with that rather than getting frustrated that He's not letting you do what you used to do. I think that's what's hard. Because like before you're pregnant, you you can be in control of your life, can't you? Pregnancy gets <laughs> you ready for that because actually your body is doing its own thing and you can't control it. And then when the baby comes, the baby is the boss.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, that's literally took the words out of my
1: mouth. the baby is in charge. <laughs> yeah, and I think as much as you try and get the baby into a routine, which if that's what you want to do, then it's great. We certainly tried that, but the baby can turn around at any point and be like, no, thank you, not doing it today. So, yeah, being okay with plan B is something that I've had to learn. And it's okay. Some days I don't get to exercise, some days I do. And I think if you look at it as a week, not a day, it's really helpful. So I'd say to myself or to George on a Sunday night, right, next week I really want to try and exercise three times if on Monday it doesn't happen, it's like, okay, I've still got the rest of the week. And by the end of the week, hopefully I've got it done. Or maybe I've done two, maybe even four. But if you get to the end of each day and you think, how many steps have I done? How much work have I done? You know, how much this, how much that, or how, how have I put the laundry on even? You're going to get yourself frustrated. But if you look at it as a seven day span, it's a lot nicer.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a really good tip. And I think it comes in with that kind of being a bit more flexible and a bit more realistic, and rather than structuring yourself this like intense, yeah. you know, 45 minute or hour workout, actually saying, Right, if I can do 10 minutes
1: here, 10 minutes there, yeah, you know, then great, exactly. And it will build up because you think 10 minute workout, what's she talking about? You won't be doing that for long. It just might be that on a day he wakes up early and you have to sort of make your workout as dancing to Disney songs with him or something, <laughs> but you will, it may. I I really worry that when I talk about the reality of motherhood that I make it sound miserable because you forget to say all the good things. So sometimes I I don't get to work out, but actually I take him to the swings and we have the best afternoon together. You know, you take some, you win some, you lose some because it's not often that I don't get to work out and then we have the worst day ever and he's screaming all day. Like occasionally you have days that are really hard, but actually it's probably the best excuse ever that your workout didn't happen. You're having time with your baby. You might go and see another mum friend or you're having friends over and your baby's giggling and you're reading books with him. And there's so many nice things. So I think, yes, your goal might be to exercise, but also don't forget that there's so many other things that you can fill your day with and that you have fun. And maybe you just go on a walk instead. So often Alfie would be frustrated watching me exercise, for whatever reason, and I just scoop him up, put him in the buggy, and I'd go on a walk, and I'd try and walk really fast, or, you know, I'd make that my workout instead, um so yeah, being flexible, it's hard sometimes, but actually, if you can get on board with that, you're going to have a much easier time. Definitely, and they
0: grow so quickly, don't they, so you really want to treasure yeah. those memories and not be missing things, oh, because you're worried about getting sort of, x y and z fitted
1: in yeah and you know what you'll get back into the routine i know it feels like each day is so long and you're stuck in this you know rat race but now that he's nearly one i'm obviously i'm all emotional looking back at videos of him from the last year and i just think oh my god as if he's grown this much already and how far i've come and we've come as a family it does go quickly but it does get so much better each stage you think oh I'm gonna miss the newborn stage but then the next stage is better and better and better and it just keeps getting like better and better
0: oh you make me so excited Charlie I love it you're (laughs) selling it you're really selling it (laughs) Mm. so I'm guessing from from just from chatting to you since becoming Alfie's mum your kind of exercise routine must have changed fairly significantly is that fair absolutely. to
1: say? Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
0: In terms of I guess being shorter, perhaps slightly less intense, a little bit more interrupted, a little bit more dynamic with a little one grabbing hold of you. Yeah. <laughs> how have you kind of
1: coped with that adaption? Well, I think um it was hard, and some days it is hard, but what I've cope what how I found a coping mechanism is to make use of the time when you've got it. So for example, today. Uh, I had a client actually. So I'm seeing a couple of clients now that I've managed to get some childcare sorted. And I finished the client session, she left, and I was about to go back inside because I've got it in my garage, about to go back inside. And I thought, actually, let's just do 20 minutes while I'm here. And I did it, and I, I put my phone to the side and I really went for it for 20 minutes. And then I went inside and I was mum again and I was present and I fed him his lunch and all these kind of things. But actually, rather than going, oh, I wish I could have done a whole hour, I just thought, oh, great. I managed to grab 20 minutes and it was great and I was sweaty and I had a really good endorphin rush. So I think the way I've coped with it is to be kinder to myself talk nicely to myself in my head and you know if I didn't manage to work out I don't punish myself by not letting myself have pudding after dinner or things like this I just move on I put the day behind me and move on and I start again the next day um because as a mum new mum or not a new mum you cannot be going hungry because motherhood is hard and if you're hungry or hangry it all just (laughs) becomes harder especially if you're breastfeeding waking up in the night you need that energy so absolutely never punish yourself for anything by restricting your food but especially if you are a mum of a baby because let me tell you you need the energy so I think I I just let myself off the hook quite a lot because it's not up to me often um you can have the best will in the world and sometimes it just doesn't go to plan but it doesn't mean you can't do that exact workout tomorrow or the next day um so I think that's how I've got through it I've tried to plan ahead but I've been a bit more flexible than I used to be with my plans um before I'd had him
0: I love that I'm definitely going to use your tip of that like planning your week rather than focusing on that specific day so I think that's really nice for giving you that headspace and that flexibility and not allowing yourself to feel like you failed or you've defeated because that didn't slot into that day I like that idea of having like maybe three little targets for that whole week and at some point in the week you're going to do your best to get yeah
1: exactly exactly you'll find that you can see your improvement week by week rather than day by day um, and it's the same with steps. You know, I wear an Apple Watch and I love to look at, I'm a bit of a geek, I love stats. I do exactly the same. <laughs> I love to look at my step count, but equally I'm not hard on myself if my step count isn't that high. But what I like to look at at the end of the week is how much i walked or how many steps I've done. And often it's, to me, it's just a gauge on how my day's gone. Now that he's sleeping well, I get less steps in, funnily enough, because I don't have to walk for hours with him in the buggy trying to get him to sleep. But I get other stuff done in that lunchtime nap. So it's not a gauge of how successful my day was, but it was just interesting before to look at my week and how much I walked. One week, I walked 100 kilometres. Wow, that's impressive. Well, it was frustrating because that was when he did not sleep in the cot. <laughs> that was, that was desperate mum walking, yeah, wasn't it? I was pounding <laughs> the pavements. So actually, if you look at those statistics that was a not successful week because yeah. I was frustrated and I was tired and he wasn't sleeping. Whereas now my steps are way lower, but I'm having a much nicer time because he's sleeping better. So, <laughs> you know, swings and roundabouts, but I'd say, yeah, the week thing is my biggest tip.
0: Yeah, I love that. I'm definitely, definitely taking that one on board. I'll let you right. know. Where, I'll let you know how I get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And so I just wonder, Charlie, when you have got this sort of, say, restricted time or access to kind of moving your body and exercising have you kind of prioritized any specific movements in the postpartum to try and i guess get more bang for your back in that time that is a really
1: good question i think what i what is a really key thing to do is to plan what you're going to do not necessarily each exercise but plan so today i knew that at some point because i know that i needed to do it i needed to work my lower body So either today or tomorrow, I wanted to do a lower body workout. Um, And so once I got that green light that I had 20 minutes, I was like, okay, great. I know that I need to warm up, but I need to warm up my lower body. And whilst I'm warming up my lower body and planning, okay, what circuit should I do? What should I do in here? So that is the first thing. Don't just turn up to your own workout and sit on the mat for for 15 minutes thinking, what should I do? Because then your time might be up. So plan ahead very vaguely what kind of thing you want to do and then the other thing i do is try and use exercises that work big muscle groups a lot of muscles at the same time and that might be putting two exercises together so it might be doing a squat press a squat with an overhead press rather than just an overhead press because here i'm working more of my body um by putting the two exercises together or you might do a bicep curl whilst you Do a backwards lunge rather than just standing there doing bicep curls. So that's how I do it. If I'm struggling on a week to get any workouts in, I think this might be my only chance. So I'm going to really go for it, and I'm going to work as many muscle groups as I can. But that doesn't mean doing sixty exercises. It means making the most of each exercise. So rather than, like I said, do it standing there doing bicep curls. I think right, my legs aren't doing anything. So what should my legs do whilst I do the bicep curls? and then, if you get to work out again that that week, then it's a bonus. And you know, now that I'm in a bit more of a routine, I can do the lower body, upper body, because I know I'm going to get another chance to exercise. Um, but at the beginning, you just you didn't know, and you don't want to do. Shoulder workout, and then that'd be it for two weeks. And all you've done is your shoulders, you want to make sure you're getting more in. Um, but have a little bit of a plan, and whether you're following someone else's plan, because obviously I'm very aware that I'm a personal trainer and it comes easily to me to plan a workout. You, I've got lots of ebooks that you can um, work through, but you can have a plan that right, I'm going to do workout three or whatever it might be when I get the chance. So, as soon as you get your chance, open the ebook, open whatever and you know what you're doing, because otherwise you waste time, and you, and then you get to the end of your slot, and you think, oh, bum, I haven't done anything I wanted to do. Yeah, definitely, I guess going in with that kind of like, right, we do this, this, this,
0: this, and I guess keeping it quite short and snappy, because there's nothing more frustrating, is there, than planning a workout, but you
1: don't manage to finish it. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> so another tip, keep it realistic. put your phone away during your workout, mm-hmm. because Oh, I'm, I'm guilty of it. It's so easy in between sets just to think, oh, will just look on Instagram for a second before you know it. It's yeah. been 10 minutes and you haven't yeah. done the next set. So put your phone yeah. away or use it to play your music or something so it's in use that you don't need it. Um, and just don't get distracted. In between sets, have a drink of water, breathe and then go again rather than, oh, I'm just going to tidy up this toy box over here. And I'm just going to do this. Like that can wait. Honestly, the laundry, the washing up, it can all wait. So you just do your workout? Then you can deal with the chores after that.
0: I think that's definitely something we've all been guilty of, especially the year we've had, or we've been doing more workouts at home. It's easy yeah. to kind of get your eyes distracted by, oh, I'll just put that away, or I'll just put the dishwasher yeah. on while I'm yeah. in between. And before you know it, like a 20 minute workout's taken you two
1: hours because you've done half
0: yeah. the housework.
1: Exactly. And you might as well have just been <laughs> thorough and done it straight away. So I think, yeah, make the most of your time, go for it, take your rest and everything that you need, but don't dilly dally about it, basically.
0: Amazing. Now you've obviously been able to embrace your postpartum exercise in in a new way, but a way that's fitted in around you and Alfie and your family life. Do you think it's really supported your postpartum recovery, Charlie? Because we know there's loads of benefits to um, moving your body
1: or exercising when you've had a baby. Yeah, I do. I mean, both physically and mentally. And I I re-remind myself of this often um, because I think on a mental level, First of all, exercising releases endorphins, so we know it makes us feel good. But now, often, I will make sure that, you know, it's on a weekend and George is about, and I get to leave the house without my baby. And I know that sounds awful, doesn't it? But actually, I come back so refreshed, and ready to be a mum again and having that time away from him is so good for me because I can think and I often come back with like really good business ideas or I'm really inspired by something um, and that's because I've, I'm able to switch off that mum part of my brain so for me it it really helps me mentally really does and then physically uh, my core is strong again and uh, my pelvic floor is strong again and also I used to my back used to go all the time, like I used to get spasms in my muscles, I used to wake up and I couldn't turn my neck, touch wood, it's been so much better, and I think it's because I just, I haven't gone crazy doing exercises that were out of my depth, should I say, I've been really working on building up my overall body strength, and I I think in a weird way, it happens a lot with my clients, they say, I think I'm stronger now than I was before I had a baby, and I feel like when you have a baby you sort of strip yourself back to the base layer and you can rebuild yourself stronger than you ever were before and I seriously believe that's true because so many people out there you might look at them and they have a six pack but underneath that six pack they're not that strong they've just got an outer layer of muscles that you can see but when you've had your baby if you do your postnatal recovery and you rehab correctly and gently and you ease into it you can build up a really strong base layer of strength um and you can get to places you didn't you weren't at before so I think that my body is in good nick right now I think that it feels good I move well you know I need to build up my fitness still there's all sorts of things I need to work on but um, it has definitely benefited me 100% because when you've got a toddler, I spent all my time on my all fours on the floor, bending under the sofa to reach something he's thrown under there. Like, you know, it's not easy. So you want your body to be mobile and active and fit and strong to be able to do all that because I'm absolutely petrified of getting injured now because I think it would just make motherhood so hard getting ill and injured is my worst nightmare now so actually my goal is to make sure that my back doesn't go because I don't know how I'm going to pick him up otherwise
0: yeah that's so true that is your new goal rather, rather yeah. than the, the pre-birth um or pre-pregnancy goals it's now like don't get injured yeah <laughs> get, oh my get through motherhood healthy <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely
0: I love it and I guess also psychologically you know when we talk about women feeling. Um, physically stronger, potentially post-baby, actually psychologically to know what your body's capable of. Yeah. I mean, already in pregnancy, I feel like I've got this whole new respect for what our bodies can do. It's incredible. So that's got to kind of stay with you, hopefully, as well. Yeah,
1: I mean, my my best friend uh, who had a baby recently, I knew she was in labour. And there was a weird part of me that was jealous of her being in labour because it's so empowering in that time basically witnessing your body birthing a baby obviously in that time <laughs> a lot of other things
0: but i was so probably handily glad that um, handed it over to you for a little while at that point
1: I'm sure as well yes, absolutely but i think as soon as he was out i had this most incredible sort of rush of emotion and i just felt so proud of my body and i can't wait to do it again hopefully one day but i was jealous of her about to feel that. and i I didn't think I'd feel like that at all. but I think, I feel strong, absolutely. It's sort of like, bring it on. What else do you want my body to do? It just gave birth to a baby. And I remember being wheeled back into the postnatal ward, holding him. And I, every time anyone passed me, I'd look at them as if to say, yes, yes, I did just give birth to this child. Well done me. Look <laughs> at no, me. what I've just he- done. <laughs> yes, and obviously midwives, like you know, you see babies all the time. They were like, yes, well done you, moving along. And I was like, do you want to see him? Look <laughs> at him, he's brilliant, isn't he? And I was so proud I was on cloud nine for so long and I just think yeah you have this different level of respect for your body even if some days are hard overall I yeah I have a different level of respect for it and for example on Friday I went into London and uh, for my first day in a full day of work in London by myself and I was doing a video shoot and pre-baby if I knew I had a video shoot coming up, I would be on this like health kick before I'd make sure I didn't eat chocolate the week before all these different things. The night before the shoot, I had spaghetti bolognese with a mound of cheese on top and some chocolate. And I was thinking to myself, Oh my God, you idiot. You've got a shoot tomorrow. But actually, I, would, I didn't care. I was just like, well, this is my body. This is what I look yeah. like now. And I've been working on my fitness and strength and here I am. Yeah, this is and it. actually just being, just being proud, proud of you in the skin that you're in.
0: I think there's, yeah. there's nothing, nothing we can wish for more as women, I think, than that feeling. Yeah. And
1: it feels really nice to sort of succumb to that and be like, well done me. That's what I am. Yeah. Yeah. And so you
0: should, because, you know, <laughs> your body's been on an awesome journey. So say so, so you should feel like that. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> exactly now charlie you've been on here before so it's no surprise that i'm going to ask you for your three top tips <laughs> so i wonder if you could share your three top tips to either new or perhaps mums that are coming towards the end of their pregnancies um, but who are keen to exercise in the postpartum and how they could perhaps facilitate that
1: well i feel like i've given them during this the, you during have you have given there. us lots of
0: tips to be fair. maybe
1: i will summarize your I favorite think- three yeah, my first tip, which over overrules all of them, is to be patient. Be patient with yourself, with your baby, with your body, with your mind, because some days really test you. They are sent to test you on all levels, and you will get through that time, that day, whatever it is, but you have to be patient because time can slow down with the baby. The nights are long, the days are long, but actually eventually it whizzes by but be patient with yourself if today hasn't gone to plan if you haven't got your workout in if you don't feel great you didn't get a good sleep tomorrow's a new day so be patient that's my number one tip number two is that you will get there is basically the tip so just because you're going gently now or you're easing yourself back in or you're regressing exercises does not mean you're failing and it doesn't mean you're going to get there any later than you than you should have got there this is just the journey you need to take to get there so if you want to run marathons you're not just going to leave your house after having a baby and off you go you're running a marathon you need to put in the groundwork so yes doing static lunges Working on your diaphragmatic breathing does not feel like marathon prep, but it is. So, you will get there, I promise you, if you are sensible and you do the right things in the right order and you don't push yourself too hard too soon. So, yes, you want to change your goals in a way, but you don't have to change the end goal. You've got to change how you get there, but you will get there. So, that's number two. Number three, enjoy it i think yeah i like that that's a nice one yeah enjoy it because actually like i said sometimes during the workouts that i'm singing old MacDonald" or i'm singing ridiculous songs that i'm making up as i go along it's funny you know he's laughing at me because i'm just trying to do a burpee and it's hard and i'm huffing and puffing it's funny you know um i think if you don't laugh you'll cry some days so you know (laughs) when you're uh, alfie loves to wake up at 5 30 in the morning he just i don't know why we've done everything we've literally tried everything (laughs) he loves to wake up at 5 30 we just have to laugh at it eventually we don't laugh at it at 5 30 in the morning (laughs) by nine o'clock a few coffees in it's it's funny yeah (laughs) remember that you're not on your own i guarantee you there's at least somebody on your street In yeah. your neighborhood who's up at that exact same time as you who also can't exercise during nap times or who also need to work on the pelvic floor enjoy motherhood because it is so good it's honestly the best thing ever um but women have to actually physically birth the baby so it's going to take some rehab and some getting back to how you were before but don't let that overshadow all the fun stuff that's going on too um because it's it's just brilliant it is the best thing ever
0: Oh, I love that. And you definitely made me feel very excited for our um, birth of our impending little boy as well. So thank you so much, Charlie. It's always lovely to chat to you. Um, so thank you so much for coming back on and kind of feel oh, like we've lovely. kind of sort of almost done like a series with you now. On, I know, on well, I'm
1: always happy Bad. to chat. <laughs> always happy to chat. You can't stop me doing that. So I'll come on and talk about anything. 5.30, wake ups. So I'll come on and do an <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. We should, we should have scheduled it earlier in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm always free at 5.30 if you haven't. Um, but we have to get our little boys
0: to meet each other when they're both here. Oh, that would be wonderful. I'd love that. Definitely. As long as it involves cake and coffee, then I'm down for it. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm all for that. <laughs> (laughs) so we'll be there for that definitely oh I'm so excited for you it's going to be such a fun journey
0: oh it is it's going to be a fun rest of the year I've no doubt so thank you so much Charlie and for sharing all your wonderful tips and I've definitely got some take-homes from our chat today (laughs) so thank you and I look forward to chatting to you again soon can't wait thank you so much for listening to this week's episode I really hope you enjoyed it if you found it helpful then please hit subscribe and leave a review. It really does make a huge difference to the number of women I can reach out to and empower with this information. For more daily free information, inspiration, or details on my bespoke antenatal education courses or your pregnancy journey course, then head over to my website, www.midwifepip.com. And check out my Instagram page at midwife pip. Thank you and see you next time.